Well, everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Root of the Matter with me, your host, Dr. Rachel Carver. I'm very excited today to have Kelly Kennedy, the lymph queen and fascia fairy with us today. And I have to say, the only reason this podcast even exists is because Kelly was the one who encouraged me to put myself out there and, and to make a podcast. And it, it did take about a a year or so, but she was definitely the inspiration. Yeah. I'll never forget one day, I just, I had this epiphany. I woke up and I said, I've got it. I, and I sent her a voice text saying, the root of the matter, here it is. Um, so again, I'm very excited. And thank you, thank you, Kelly, for making this all happen. So we've talked a little bit about fascia before. One of my first guests, a craniofascial sacral therapist. So she, she talked a little bit about that. But what I love, I loved in your bio, how you describe yourself as a medical intuitive biologic investigator. And I was like, I love that. I think I'm going to steal that because I, I feel like that too. Both Kelly and I really love to learn and really understanding what is that true cause. Kelly owns a, a great wellness clinic called the True Wellness Center. And that, that's what both of us are really about. And I first learned about Kelly, I, I think I heard you on a podcast, if not a summit, talking about Flopresso talking about lymph. And those of you know my story, I suffered from eczema and I always thought, I think lymph congestion through all my, you know, I, th I think that's a problem that I have. So I, I just called her up after I heard this and we just hit it off immediately. And so she's going to talk to us a little bit about how lymph works, what the flow presso is, maybe a little bit about the flow vibe and give us some great practical tips <clears throat> on how we can continue to keep our lymph going. So Kelly, jump in. What do you want to teach our community today? First of all, I am so excited, Dr. Rachel. Well, she says it was all because of me. Now, I may have inspired you, but I only inspired you because you are so well-versed in this subject matter. And as a biological dentist, you know that I don't feel like anybody can truly be helped and really cure their whole situation unless they look at the dental piece and they look at the terrain of the body. And so... When I started my podcast, I started with interviewing a dentist to start with because a biological dentist, because I knew if I was going to teach people how the body worked and what the flow was really about, they had to understand their interference fields. And so when I've heard you speak on numerous occasions in front of large groups, I'm like, you need to create your own show, Rachel, because you are amazing at cutting through. Like a lot of dentistry can be really heady and, and very complicated and a lot of terms and stuff. And you're able to just dumb it down to the end user, which is amazing, as well as the practitioners that are in this world that don't understand biological dentistry. And I really, the root of the matter, which I love puns, is really about looking at the interference fields, number one, scars and dental foci. And number two, then how can I upregulate the terrain? And when I looked at the terrain all those years ago, I knew I never wanted to be a dentist. God bless all y'all souls that are. I wanted to be a doctor. And when that went awry, because I was in a horrible car accident right after my father had, or right around the same time, I should say that my father had a couple strokes and had passed at 55 after having Hodgkin's and cancer. I was at Cornell University going, okay, I am pre-med and very frustrated with this industry of medicine because they want to cut it out, medicate it, radiate it, and tell me to manage my pain with these drugs for the rest of my life as a collegiate rower who was at the height of her, of her physique. And all of a sudden from one car accident, I was told to manage pain as I watched my father die at 55 after a couple strokes. And I was like, huh. 
And so I started to search and search for my own case, like we all do that are listening to this. If you're at the root of the matter podcast, more than likely you've been on a journey. And so through my own journey, I found this guy who did this energetic work and it was vibrational work, energetic work back in the nineties. It helped me tremendously. And all you could say it was energy. And I said, what the heck's that? And I continued to search with him until I found this group in Europe that really did bioregulatory medicine and terrain medicine and really taught the science behind energy, the science behind the terrain. What is the terrain? It's the spaces between the cells. So I'm in a big house right now. I'm in my friend's house in South Carolina and they're away for the week. So I'm here recording in a nice quiet house with internet. And if I took all their furniture and I piled it up in one corner, I can guarantee you they have a lot more furniture than they do floor space, like most of us. And that's how I see the body. Everybody's talking about the blood, like the furniture. There's less blood in your body than there is floor space. Why is nobody talking about the floor space? The floor space is the space around the cells. The cells, the furniture is going to be clean and stay in good condition if the space around the furniture is in good condition. But for some reason, people aren't paying attention to this in typical allopathic medicine. And when I look at the terrain and I studied it, I started to understand the lymphatics and the fascia, which is the plasma part of the body and the connective tissue of the body that holds the structure of the body and the fluid part. And then I learned that we have three times just about more lymphatic fluid in our body than we do blood. And I know you as a biological dentist or as a dentist know that because when I love, I love working with all sorts of medical professionals, but dentists are some of my favorites because you guys really, and ladies understand the lymphatic flow and you you're in the lymph all the time. And you understand that whatever the body is taking in through the oral cavity, it's got to move it out through the amuntary organs, be it your kidneys, your liver, your gut, or you're going to breathe them out. And I would contend as the lymph queen and the fascia fairy that you also bleed them out and ejaculate them out. Any excretion of the body is a way for the body to get toxicants out. And we have these filters. Our lymph is our filter and it works on a pressure gradient. But most people don't know anything about the lymph system. Whether a medical doctor, a massage therapist, a physical therapist, a biological dentist, a nurse, they don't have a lot of training on the fascia and the lymph. I've been trained as a four-year undergraduate pre-med. I never even heard of the lymph system, except for the fact my father had cancer since I was a little kid, so I knew about the lymph system from that. But nobody talked about it at Cornell. And then I went into European biological medicine. All they talked about was the lymph system. And I'm like... How come these guys and ladies know all about the lymph system and everybody in America is not talking about it. And this was 26 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then I started to really work in that system and understand the fascia and the connection of the fascia and the lymph. And what I would contest to this day right now is that if you are not working in the fascia and the lymph, you are not working on the terrain. And I challenge every terrain therapist out there, every bioregulatory practitioner out there, Come and talk to me if you think you're working on the terrain and you're not working on their fascia and their lymph and you're working virtual practice only. Virtual practice is great, but the issues are in the tissues and you got to get them out of the tissues. And the only way to do that is physical manipulation, be that vibration with vibrational tools, be that 
like manual manipulation of the tissue with a chiropractor, a physical therapist, or a body worker of some sort. Cranial sacral rhythm, cranial sacral fascial technique was one of my favorites. So the fascia and the lymph are our terrain. There are the spaces that our cells and our organs are living in. It, and the structure of the body is held together by our fascia. And so if we're not paying attention or understanding how to treat our fascia and our lymph, then we're really always going to deal with underlying causes because root causes, root problems rather, will store just like they do in dark, cold spaces like cavitations and root canals. They will also store in the fascia, in the adhesions, in the scars, and in areas of the body that the lymph gets stagnant because of lack of movement. And then, I mean, I'm a very happy person, as Dr. Rachel knows, but I have some very depressing news. So whatever we don't move out, the body stores, and then that storage continues to build up. And then we're good. The whole time we're storing stuff. Everything seems good. I'm healthy. I'm great. It's fine. I have no symptoms. Then all of a sudden we get exposed to something. We get a cold or we get a perfume or we get a headache or we eat something and we go, oh, I am now fill in the blank. I am now gluten intolerant, or I have SIBO, or I have this symptom, or I have this diagnosis. And really, it's you're blaming the stuff that was the last thing that filled up the rain barrel. And for me, I go, you guys are thinking about it completely wrong. I want you to think about it from the fact that what filled up that rain barrel. This is your body juggling a whole bunch of balls. We're all a bunch of clowns. <laughs> That's a new We're a bunch of clowns. A bunch of clowns you are. And as you're out there juggling all these balls, most of our bodies have the ability to juggle 10 to 15 balls pretty well. But we don't know it. We have no idea what the body's doing because we're only conscious of about 10% of what our body's doing. 90% of what's happening in our bodies, we're completely unconscious of. How's your heart pump pumping? How's it going? How, how's your kidney filtering? Is it working well today? Do you work on your liver today? Is that doing okay? Are your bones redeveloping as they're breaking down and they're rebuilding all the time. You're a brand new person every seven years with all your brand new cells. Did you manufacture new cells yesterday? Were you conscious of that? Did you blink 13 times over the last 13 seconds? Did you think about that? Did you swallow? No, there's all sorts of physiology going on. Those of us women that have had children, we're very aware of this. We don't do a lot. We sit around for nine months and eat well and sleep. And out of us comes a baby. Typically with 10 toes, 10 fingers, two eyes, two ears, and a nose, and a mouth. Definitely a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's miraculous at some level, right? That the body is doing this. This is the innate wisdom of the body. We trust it when we're growing babies in our bodies. What I'm saying is start to trust it when it comes out, but let's change its filters. Because what the body's up against these days and the balls that it's juggling, we don't have 15 balls to juggle anymore. My mom is 83 years old and she lives in upstate New York. And I can tell you, she's juggling a lot of balls, but the amount of balls that she's juggling is not nearly the amount of balls that I'm juggling at 49 years old when she was 49 years old. So this is a super important thing, which I talk about all the time is that you know, when we start chasing those symptoms or we start, we change, oh, I'm not going to eat gluten anymore. I'm not going to eat dairy. We are, we are just chasing that never ending, whatever you want to call it, that river that's going on forever without getting at that root. And so that's, again, why I wanted Kelly to come and talk about this. And, and we talked about this. I talk about with kids a lot too, that bucket and exactly what you're just saying. Today, 
our kids are already born with their bucket half full, right? And that's why we're seeing so much disease so much younger. I mean, we're seeing a puberty happening. My youngest daughter, she was 11 when she got her first period. And and she was raised on organic foods and all of you know good energy techniques. I'm sure she's going to love on you for announcing that on your podcast. <laughs> she's not listening. <laughs> But anyway, this is right now happening, as you can tell. No, I'm just kidding. I, I talk about styles all the time. And I'm like, oh, God, one day he's going to listen to this podcast and be like, Mom, I'm not a biological experiment. Yet no, are. Actually, they Everybody are. Our are biological experiments. And to your point, we're all an experiment for, for all this stuff that we're up right. against. It's all an experiment. Nobody has any long-term evidence on what happens when you add all these chemicals to your skin from bed, bath, and beyond while you're drinking toxic tap water with 7,000 chemicals in it that you're also showering in, that you're also making your food in. So you just bought all this organic food. Then you're going to wash it with tap water and you're going to shower and bathe your children in tap water. Not really, right? It's 2023. You know better than that, right? And, And then... There's we're we're assaulted over and over again. And, and to your point, children are so much more full just being born, even with like, listen, I've lived this way for 26 years. I have not had a silver filling in my mouth. I had one silver filling amalgam filling in my mouth for five years. It was out by the time I was 31. I am 49. I did not have a child till I was 39. I had a lot of time to detoxify. Of course, I didn't know then what I know now, but I learned a lot of the way, right? I had no symptoms at all by the time I had Silas. I pricked his finger when he was seven to look at his live blood under the microscope, and I started to cry. Unbelievable. Because the amount of heavy metal in that kid's blood was more than 50% of the cells. Unbelievable. The amount of cell deficient bacteria in that kid's blood after all the work I've done on EBV and all the chronic dormant viruses in the body, it was something to be said. It was, and he did not have, he was born at home, breastfed, only organic, anything touches skin for two years. We did all the things. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons I want to do this podcast is because people, there's just, we are in an onslaught of toxicity, like never before in the history of the world. And we need to be aware of these things because I mean, the health of the entire world just continues to decline at such a rapid pace. But also to your point, like some people will say, I I'd maybe have 65 year olds that maybe have 12 amalgams in their mouth and they have not a single symptom or because when they were born 65 years ago, we didn't have 80,000 plus chemicals in the environment, right? They, their immune system developed without all the plastics, all the vaccines, all that stuff. So they are inherently stronger in their immune system. So just like your, your mom, these people can handle these, whereas people our age and younger, we can't handle 12 amalgams in our mouth because we're also dealing with all the plastics. And like you said, the water is so crazy toxic. All of these heavy metals everywhere, all of the microbes. And I mean, everything, you know, is becoming problem. When my mother was raising her children while she had a job and my father had a job, I mean, they had a lot of stress in my home because my father had Hodgkin's disease since before they had children. So there's a little bit of stress in our house because my father was always like with a Russian roulette gun pointed to his head. So outside of that, though, we had a big family. They had faith. They you know, we lived a pretty happy lifestyle. We ate a lot of homegrown food. We had a garden. 
All of my cousins are farmers. The milk was delivered on the porch that was the cream at the top and the real milk at the bottom until I was about, I'd say 12 or 15. And then all of a sudden, we never ate at a fast food restaurant. I remember the big night when my parents went out and my brothers were gone and I was left home alone with babysitter and I was given permission to eat McDonald's. <laughs> I was like 12 and it was a big deal, right? But how many, I mean, my kids never had McDonald's, but I can guarantee you that was unusual even then. It was mostly because my parents just didn't have the money to be honest with you. And I'm so grateful. Right. <laughs> they, they wanted to put braces on these yeah. teeth. And thank God my parents were too broke to put braces on them. Yay. Because look at those, look at that beautiful Denton. So the point is, you're right. The immune system, theirs had time to develop. Even mine, because of where I grew up versus now, you know, my kid, yeah, we lived in an area where we were conscious about it. So we didn't have a lot of Wi-Fi for the first five years of his life. But, you know, now we live in townhouses and he's around it and he's in public schools. And you know, there's all this additional, he goes to restaurants and what does he order? Uh, ginger ale. And I'm like cringing inside my body at some level. But at the other level, I'm like, oh, it's better than freaking Coke. And and he doesn't do it all the time. And it's probably better than the tap water that he served on. They filtered the water for the, for the ginger ale. But there's all these things that just add up to our rain barrel that we would never think about or add up our, the balls that we're juggling. And as a body worker, as a lymph therapist, as a lymph node release technician, as a fascia fairy, those things have happened because of my view because of my perspective. I was, I had no license, honestly, until five, six years ago. I was a body worker that, that started working with Ian, who's now my husband, but this guy that did energetic work on me that I didn't understand. And I started to work with him. I just started to see clients with him and started to work in their clinic and started to help run their offices and, you know, learn more and more about what they did. And through that, I could see they were doing a ton of vibrational and emotional releasing for clients and they were helping send people to the dentist and they were doing all this great stuff. But then clients would come in from far and away, they've been to every other clinic and they still weren't able to detoxify. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. So we know we have to move in order for our lymph to move, right? Okay, most of us are pretty sedentary. What are other ways that that lymph becomes stagnant? Like that's where our, we dump our toxins. It's a great yeah. question. And, and I just interviewed somebody today who's working with professional athletes and they have lymph congestion more in the last three years than she's ever seen before. And they, so I'm going to say those people move, right? So let's talk about what blocks, it clogs up your limb. So yes, sedentary lifestyle, sitting in chairs, crossing your legs, crossing your arms. This literally creates stagnicity moving. I mean, I'm a very kinetic person, but there's a reason for that. It's very purposeful in the fact that I want to move because my lymph moves. That's number one. Number two, tight fitting clothes. So bras, wire bras that cut women off or the straps that make the indents or socks that make indents or pants that make indents or clothes like the yoga pants that are so tight, there's no circulation, there's no flow or God forbid those spanks that a lot of women think they can wear. I highly recommend stop it all. <laughs> wear loose fitting clothing and all cotton clothing. Natural fibers. If you would not put it on your tongue, do not put it on your skin. So where's the other thing? We're getting a lot of metal. So sedentary lifestyle causes things to sit and then tight fitting clothes creates dams. 
So that's structural in nature. If I don't move and wear tightening clothes, I'm creating dams and, and pockets where things will pool. But what's causing that lymph to be thick and stagnant? Because lymph is like fluid, like water. We're 99% molecularly water. They say, oh, you're about 70% water. Okay. But by weight, we're 99% molecularly water. And water structures can structure in our body when we're healthy and well. And it creates four phases of water. We know this through Dr. Gerald Pollack's work, um, the fourth phase of water. And what we know through uh, the fascia work is that the fascia and lymph go hand in hand. And if the fascia is structured and holding well, then the lymph under it will be structured and well and vice versa because they're in constant communication with each other. So the lymph has all of this, it needs to move and it needs to flow like water, but it gets thick when it has metals in it. How do we get metals? Well, are they leaking because we have silver amalgam fillings in our mouth? Or were we preloaded because mom had silver fillings in her mouth and we were born to mom? Or my great, great, great grandmother, because it goes four generations through the placenta. Oh, how fun. Or do I have metals and chemicals on my skincare, my body care, my hair care, my cleaning products? Again, if I'm not going to put it on my skin, in my mouth rather, I'm not putting it on my skin, I'm not putting it on my hair. What kind of hair color and dye do you use? Lean into the gray, ladies. It's a lot of fun. I'm doing it. You can do it too. And chemicals. Again, water and food is full of chemicals because a lot of people ask me what to eat. They're so confused. You mentioned it. I'm so confused about what to eat. This is one of my favorite questions. Why? Why are you confused about what to eat? It's so easy. Did God make it or did man or woman make it? There's your, there's your answer. God make it, eat it. And then be a flexitarian and know, yeah, you, you need some fruit, you need some carbs, and you need some protein. You need all of it. And you probably are eating way too much food is the other thing I'm going to say. You probably don't need to eat as much as you're eating. Most people eat in America. I mean, I was sitting with somebody the other day. They got a salad delivered, and she travels a lot internationally. And she goes, it was Dr. Jess. And she goes, oh, this is an American portion salad. <laughs> Oh my God, that's the best line. Because we all want these big salads in America. No, that's an American-sized portion. It's it's like limited. Because then if I take in more, I got to detox more. My dad, my right? parents just got back from Japan. And he said, maybe one in a hundred people was overweight. He said it was, it was stunning to see. And they walk a lot and they smoke cigarettes, which is even more challenging to the brain sometimes because I see it in Europe a lot too. People are smoking cigarettes, but they walk everywhere. You know, in America, it's like if your parking spot isn't right next to the door, you're pissed. Whereas <laughs> I'll park way out just so I can walk yeah. to wherever I'm going just to get the, I'll take the steps over the escalator. I'll, I do not like elevators anyway, but I'll always walk down. I don't care if it's 15 flights. If it's up flights, if it's six or less, I'm doing it. Even with my suitcases. Because it's a form of exercise. It's a form of moving my body. Okay, so what else clogs the lymph? Certain foods will clog the lymph. What foods clog the lymph? Well, it depends upon your blood type. And it depends upon what you're thinking about when you're eating that food. So if I eat chocolate cake and the whole time I'm going, oh, this is horrible for me. It's the worst thing I should be doing is eating chocolate cake. It's going to be worse for you. And if I eat 
black bean brownies. I hope Silas never listens to this and discovers that his brownies are full of black beans and not flour. And I'm eating those brownies going, this is a health food and this is delicious. They're actually doing me better. But within that, I'm going to look at my blood type and I don't follow any diet as a Bible. It's all a guideline. But I know if my blood is an A versus an O, it has different thickness and different acids in it. And my body's going to have an affinity for different food and be able to break food down versus the other. And between A and O, you got about 95% of the population. The rest of you, I'm really sorry. It's tough. If you're an A, B, or a B. I'm a B. It's tough. Bees, you have to avoid chicken. chicken. Exactly. Because everybody it's, says eat chicken, chicken and bees. Bees have to have eat to like a way of all the game meats. That's what's all the that game. doesn't agglutinate and, our blood. And for me, it's mostly about what you should avoid versus what you should incorporate. And start to look at what you should avoid. I'm an A that should avoid sweet potatoes. I don't avoid them completely, but I don't buy three a week anymore. Like I'm doing myself some superfood good. But a couple of weeks ago, I was at the store and man, the sweet potatoes just looked amazing. And I was like, I'm just going to buy two of them. And I ate two in a week. I haven't probably done that in six months. But boy, when I ate those two sweet potatoes, I enjoyed every second of it and knew that it was delicious and enjoyed it. And I'm feeling negative side effect from it. But I can tell you when I ate sweet potatoes every single week, like I was, I had a little bloat in my belly that went away when I started to eat properly for my blood type. It could have been that. It could have been 15 other things that I was doing wrong. But it's just about not wrong, but not in alignment with my blood type. So improper foods. And then scars on the physical body will also clog it. So I'm going to reiterate. So what clogs the lymph? Improper nutrition. Dehydration is number one. I should have mentioned that right away. Dehydration is your number one problem to most of your stuff. And it's not about, oh, I drink a ton of water, Kelly. Okay, but you get hydration from a lot of places, not just from water. You get hydration from breathing at a slower heart rate, in through your nose and out through your mouth. Actually hydrates you more. You dehydrate when you shallow breathe. Eating fruit is more hydrating than eating vegetables. Walking barefoot actually hydrates your body better than walking in shoes. Sweating can actually hydrate you by allowing you to reabsorb some of the things that you're letting go out of your skin to being brought back into your skin when it's exposed to the air. So there's a lot of ways to think about this. And Gina Bria is a great, if you would like to interview her from the Hydration Foundation, her website's a, a cacophony of information in regards to how to hydrate properly and how to understand hydration. So one, I have to have movement and not tight clothing. Then I have to hydrate. Then I've got to make sure that the fluid inside my body is really fluid because I'm not giving it metals and chemicals and improper foods that are thickening it. And now here's the big bazooka gun. Here's the one that everybody's exposed to that many people don't think about that magnifies all the other problems we just talked about. Scars will block the fascia and like a dental foci will block the nervous system from healing and they will affect the lymph as well. But the biggest one outside of emotions, which we'll have a whole conversation about that is Wi-Fi radiation, all sorts of radiation. We're living in microwaves. It's unforeseen exposures that have increased exponentially since we started with electricity back in the 1700s. And now in 2023, we have 
we are electrical in our body, but we live in these electrical houses. I mean, in, in my friend's house right now, oh, they, they love, oh, it's Googled up as soon as they walk in. It's, it's like, it's me right now. I'm like, I got my EMF rocks right next to me right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, because, and then I appreciate it. That's why I came here. Cause I know they have good, strong Wi-Fi. Our house, no, no good Wi-Fi at our house purposely. That's why I have to come here to record because I don't want all that radiation at our vacation house. Who cares? <laughs> We're here on vacation. We don't need it. And this Wi-Fi radiation, it's a one directional electrical wavelength. You know, we are an electrical being having a physical, we're a, a spiritual being having a, a physical experience, right? And there's electrical energy that pumps through our body. A lot of people understand that because our heart pumps, we can check it with the electrical, with the EKG, look at the electrical monitoring of it. And yet what is very little understood is that the neurotransmitters and the, the electric of the heart is actually at a second or a half a second. It's really quite slow. And the speed of light, we've all heard of that. The speed of, oh, that's fast if it's at the speed of light, correct? Is there anything faster than the speed of light that we know of? I would guess not. The speed of light is how the cells communicate because they, they communicate through light. And light is a frequency. It's a wavelength that's around us all the time. And our receiver of that frequency is our heart, which is our frequency generator and receiver, and our fascia. And that frequency is received from the fascia because it's the frequency fabric, because all of life is a vibration and a frequency. Then it's magnified in that lymph. But if there's all this one directional wavelength of electricity going at us, it actually penetrates our own magnetic field, our own frequency that's multi-directional, more in a scalar wave that's going in every direction. If you are listening to this, think of Einstein, all the, the visions, the visibles that you have with Einstein, and you've seen the atom and you've seen the, the field around the atom, how they, how they draw that, right? How that's drawn. That's a magnetic field that's created around every atom. Guess what you're made of? Atoms. So guess what you're created with? A magnetic field is all around you in all sorts of directions. That's scalar energy. That's nature's energy. It's around every tree. It's around every squirrel and chipmunk and every bush and every leaf has this scalar energy that can be now identified because technology has caught up with us that we can actually take pictures of this through Krillin photography in different ways where we can see the frequency coming out of the body. And that frequency can be converted, that light, right? All the frequency is light, but it's also color and sound because frequency is just those three things. It's sound, it's light, and it's color. And when we're taking in the world, all of this frequencies around us and our body's receiving it, 90% of it our body takes in, it filters it ideally, and it lets go of what we don't need. And if that goes well, we have regulation and regeneration, and all of our circadian rhythms are falling in place, and we poop two to three times a day because we ate two to three times a day. We sweated as we worked and moved. We bled every 28 days before a woman with menstruation. We got tired around seven to eight o'clock at night when our cortisol started to come down. We fell asleep. We slept well. All of our melatonin kept us asleep and kept our bodies grooving and 
oxytocin kept our lymph flowing and our breath throughout the night because we breathe through our nose because we have no airway issues. Then we're able to expand our chest and our and our ribs and bring it back in. And our, our lymph is pumping. We get up in the morning, we poop. And we have energy because the energy is flying through the body at the speed of light through the superhighway conductor of the fascia. Because there's no adhesions in the fascia. There's great communication. And the fascia is the communication system of the body that then magnifies that communication through the lymph, amplifies it. And then the liver, the, all the organs take it on as they need it. And we let go of what we don't. If we have a clogged lymph system, we can't do that. If we have a a stuck, a stuck fascia system, we can't do that. So we've got a, the emotions, which is the last thing we have to talk about. Now we know what clogs the lymph. Emotions and stress are the biggest thing we're up against. And some of that stress is unforeseen stress, like we talked about with radiation. But emotional stress, even a good stress of getting married or you know, going to college or whatever good stresses they're you know, opening a new business or buying a new house or buying a new car, all these things are creating an opportunity for us to shift our gears of our nervous system, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic, allowing the body to go through the stress of whatever that is, and then shift right back into, but I'm digesting, I'm healing and I'm recovering. And <clears throat> I would venture from doing heart rate variability tests that I have for 26 years, 60 to 80% of the population is stuck in sympathetic overload. They are constantly in fight flight and mostly because of the emotional thought life. All of life is vibration. The smallest and yet the most impactful vibration are the thoughts in our minds. And our mind is not in our head, it's in our whole body. And we are not our mind and we are not our body because we can observe both of those things. So we are the observer of this mind and body. And as we observe this mind and we watch it think thoughts, it makes us feel a certain way when we think those thoughts. And those feelings are just old memories that go, oh, when I think this, then I feel this way because this is an old pattern that I've created. So we can change that frequency. We can change that thought life. We can change all of that because it's just a frequency and we have control over it because we're conscious beings and we can rise above the mammal that's stuck in fight flight. But the thought life is the most impactful because it creates the smallest vibration in the body and it's the one we're exposed to the most. And once you get those silver amalgam fillings out of your mouth, once you get those root canals out of your mouth, once you get those scars treated or as you're doing all that, I implore you, to start to play with watching your mind, watching your thoughts and begin to shift those frequencies and those thoughts because that emotional part of us will be magnified by our lymph. And as you open up your lymph and your fascia, I can guarantee you, you're gonna know how you feel about all sorts of stuff that you've been burying down inside. And it's a good thing to get them out and express them so you're not carrying them around like a bunch of baggage or a bunch of balls that you're juggling. And now you can clown around a little bit more. Ha ha ha. Because you won't be juggling all those balls and you can have more fun with life. 
because you're not going to be caring about what my mom said to me when I was 10. That's really still stuck inside me because I'm really pissed about it or what my brother called me for nine years that really affected my psyche and blah, 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 which is true. These are all true stories for Kelly Kennedy. And you're going to let go of that stuff and you're going to full circle it. And you're going to go, yeah, I'm going to get that tattooed on my body. What my brother called me because he was right. I am it. And you're it. And we're all it because we have this healing force within us. It is housed in this beautiful terrain of the fosh and the lymph. But if we don't learn how to mobilize our lymph, because it is so stuck and stagnant because of sedentary lifestyles, metals and chemicals, scars on the physical body, and all the Wi-Fi radiation, all the emotional stress that thickens it and it slows it down and then it gets clogged. And then we start to go to all these symptoms, as Dr. Rachel said, versus looking at the what is the root cause. The root cause is what the body's juggling and what it can't juggle anymore. And so let's take some of the balls away that it's juggling. Let's stop drinking and showering in tap water, please. Let's start breathing fresh, clean air. Get an air filtration system in your house. I mean, these fires from Canada have been affecting everyone in the Northern Hemisphere for I don't know, six months. It feels yeah. like three months. I don't know, a long time. But my air doctor has been going off like crazy, as is my mother's in upstate yeah. New York. And I know that that gives me assurance that my mother's lungs are taking less of a hit because she's got that air filter. And then start to be more mindful of the food that we're eating and have it be more whole food. And then let's start learning how to mobilize our lymph. I teach a very simplified version for home use for people to know how to engage their lymphatic system and how to dry brush properly. Because a lot of what's taught online, I don't know, they throw out physics and how the anatomy works. I don't know. I'm an, I'm an anatomist and a physiologist, and I really study the human body and how the body drains. And I've worked on physical bodies for 30 years, and I know and have seen evidence for how this lymph drains. So I give a shortened bridge version so folks can start to enjoy the benefits of lymphatic movement right away. And what people notice, I'm sure you have as well, when they start mobilizing their lymph, because it's mostly 20% of our lymph is in our neck and 50% is in our gut. And we have between 600 and 1,000 lymph nodes throughout our whole body. And the lymph nodes are also where we identify the invaders of the body. So if you're dealing with immune challenges of any kind and your lymph nodes aren't open, your body can't identify what those invaders are, whether those are toxicants, viruses, pathogens, whatever they are, they're flying through your body and create havoc because they never get to the white blood, to the lymph nodes and the lymph nodes then kick out the proper white blood cells to attack, if you will, those invaders, to rid the body of those invaders. So the lymph nodes are a huge part of this. And we have between 600 and 1,000 of them spattered throughout the body, particularly where we bend at our joints. So what we teach is the simplified version of how to open up the nodes to help stimulate your own immune system and your capacity for drainage. And when people do this, I get all sorts of feedback. My sinuses drained. My bowels opened. I only worked on my head and my bowels opened. Yes. Exactly. Because there, there's a proper proper flow, right? Because of the way things get out of the body that, you know, at the end, we'll give you a link so you can look at Kelly's video so that you make sure you do it properly. But this is something you can do at home, which is really, really great. And then we have other tools like the practice, both Kelly and I have a, a flow presser, which is like a machine. Basically, it looks like a bodysuit and it has some uh, infrared 
some more frequency, right? Because that's very healing. So it heats up a little. Feels I, First couple of times, I would always fall asleep. My body so desperately needed to be in the parasympathetic that I would just, it just passed me right out. But it just, you know, squeezes in a sp- specific order to help get that, that, that lymph going and really important. One other thing I want to mention, you were the one and only, I think, person ever to mention how um, the uterus, you really believe that that is lymph tissue. And for those of us, me included, who had menstrual cramps, I know when I was very good with my lymph drainage or lymph flow, totally go away. I mean, I have tried everything under the sun, all the remedies. I don't want to take ibuprofen. I know how that's affecting my gut so badly and um, clean that lymph. So I am 100% also with the emotions. I had a really, really stressful, really emotional about a year ago. So upset, and I ended up bleeding for 35 straight days. It was like, just had to let it all out. So it's really interesting. And there was no physical reason for that to happen for me, other than a big emotional burst that I needed to let go. You know, I talk about that a lot, that emotions. And when I really start to understand how the emotions and the, the thinking and the feeling really affected me phys- physically, I could really help my symptoms a lot. And I spent a lot of time with patients, patients who are in a lot of pain, you know, yes, there may be that physical component, but what is that emotional component? What is that that's really driving a, a lot of it? And oftentimes people are clenching yeah. when they're holding and when you're clenching, you're constricting. When you're constricting, your body's not in flow. And so just getting the body to relax, as you said, and getting into the flow prezzo and, and getting into the state of relaxation, allowing the emotions to come out and just honoring that. I mean, honestly, I had a, a weird couple of days the last two days. I, I sat in an airport for nine hours. Silas and I got stuck in the airport for nine hours. There's a new plane, this whole thing. We're trying to get to South Carolina. And when I got here, the day we got here, I bled. And it was two weeks after my last cycle. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was very emotional and very tender in all this area and everything. And then I was like, I was at the airport for nine hours. I was totally in radiation. I was eating crappy food, crappy water, a little stress because every half hour, they're like, oh, we're going to board you in a half hour for nine hours. (laughs) (laughs) And and, my kid has only been on three flights in his life. And so I'm trying to help him through it. My husband's stressed because he's like, where are you guys? Are you okay? He's like waiting for us to arrive. So there was whatever. And then I was bleeding and it was interesting because my flow vibe that I brought with me. I forgot. Don't cord. And I would, it ran out at the, at the airport. Cause of course I was doing everybody's lymph in the airport. Why wouldn't I? So by the time I needed it, it was dead. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I had to like go back to my old manual pumping, like old school. And then I made an appointment here where there's a flow prezzo for me. Cause I have one locally. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to come in this week and do a flow prezzo. But it was, I knew my lymph was, I, I had too many balls that I was juggling on that one particular day. And it just pushed me over the edge. And, you know, I have a whole theory about shedding and a whole nother thing, but uterus and ovaries. If I wasn't like up until three years ago, I was like 80% along the line of, okay, uterus and ovaries are definitely part of lymphatic system, particularly ovaries. If you, from an anatomy perspective, if you slice open an ovary, I know that doesn't sound good to anybody that's listening that's not in the medical profession, but if you slice open an ovary, I mean, it looks just like a lymph node. I mean, it's follicular, it's it's intense. 
from a menstruation perspective, when I started working the lymphatic area, this is what started. I had 30 ovarian cysts burst in 10 years after the car accident. Wow. I have a 12 inch scar on my head. I continued to get those cysts until the scar on my head was treated. Now, coincidentally, when the scar was treated was also when I learned about lymph. So I started doing lymph work. I never had an ovarian cyst burst for over 10 for 15 years. Now, in addition to that, my cycle, which I was on all sorts of hormone, uh, tetracycline, all sorts of drugs for it when I was in high school, because I didn't start getting my cycle till I was 15. By the time I was 18, I was on drugs for it because it was so bad. And so like it would take me down for two to three days. I was bleeding so heavily and I was an athlete and that's problematic. So of course we just slap drugs on it and birth control pills and we call it a day. And then I go into college and I get these ovarian cysts and I've been off the birth control pills now for a year. They want to put me back on the birth control pills. And then I'm in reproduction class for cows. And I learned Cornell University is where they made birth control pills to help the cows have more cycles. And I started to feel really weird about the whole situation. <laughs> Honestly. And then fast forward a couple of years, I met Ian. I was out of pain. We Another five years. Now we're studying this terrain medicine, biological medicine. And all of a sudden I'm like, huh, that's fascinating. Like we did my scar and all of a sudden these I think I was what, 32 or something when we, when I did my scar 16 years ago, something like that. I had never had a regular cycle in my entire life. I mean, I could never count on it. Never would be like, when do you ovulate? I have no idea. I'd get my, unless I was on birth control, I could never tell when my period was going to come. It was all over the place. I'd get it for three weeks and I want to get it for five months or I'd get it two weeks in a row this week. And then next, like it was all over the place. All of a sudden we did my scar start to lymph. It was like clockwork. I'm like, oh, is this what women talk about? 28 days, 26 so, days. So how, so how did you years. treat the scar and how, how did that affect that? So the scar, like a blockade to my nervous system was not allowing my nervous system to function. Just like having silver fillings at the end of my teeth, because the teeth are the end of the nervous of the nerves. So if you put amalgam in there, it's going to paralyze that whole meridian, that whole amalgam or that whole um, organ system. Well, a scar is a neurological impasse. It's a blockade. It's full of sympathetic nervous system tissue. So we treated my scar and a medical doctor lace it with local anesthetic called procaine. And he used some homeopathic remedies like Tremil to release the trauma because I was scalped in a car accident. It's not exactly lacking trauma. And then when we did my scar, I laid on my back for the first time in 13 years that night and slept on my back. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. It released my fascia in hindsight. I didn't understand what was going on. But then my cycle started to be regularly. I never had an ovarian cyst since that day. And I was like, in it was only in hindsight that I was like, what the heck? How come my cycle is regulated all the time now? And I started doing more and more lymph. And then all of a sudden, as my lymph started to move, I stopped getting cysts. Why? Because I drained the toxins out of my body. And then as I started seeing more and more clients, I'm like, okay, I'm going to move your lymph. And what's going to happen is you're going to become more fertile because you don't know when you're going to get your, your ovulation, your cycle anymore. And just watch out for the next few months, but watch all this dark, old, clotty blood come out of you. And that's what happens. And then all of a sudden they go, now my cycle is two to three days, a little bit of red blood, and it's over with up until three years ago. And three years ago, when people started getting the jab and then the shedding, I have absolutely, and as evidence today of how I feel, 
it feels like I have a spike protein inside my uterus just cranking and shedding blood right out of me. I mean, that's just Kelly Kennedy's personal experience. I'm doing some research on this, to be honest with you, because it's every time I fly, I bleed. I've been taking ivermectin like a champ, but I didn't have a lot of ivermectin for the nine hours I was stuck in an airport with 500 other people. And I, in hindsight, go, huh, that's fascinating. And I just had a cycle to go, and this does not feel like a cycle. This feels like uncontrollable bleeding. This does not feel so like weird because I just flew back from Salt Lake. I did a laser training and I had the exact same experience day 17. I'm like, what on earth? And, and what we know is that there, the spike protein goes after fat and what mobilizes the fat in the body is the lymphatics. And if it's attacking our fertility and it's going to our uterus and our ovaries and it's thrown off so many people's cycles, so many women's cycles, obviously over the last few years, it just for, and then once I start moving their lymph, they bleed more. I mean, this is what science is. It's theories and it's looking at correlations, right? And so I'm looking at the correlation of my own personal experience and my client base's personal experience and my colleagues' experience. And I sit there and go, we have to move our lymph. And more than ever, we have, like, I have been a lymph queen for 20 years, but honestly, the volume's turned up, yeah. Dr. Rachel, in the last few, because we are at an all-time high of dealing with stress and toxicity. It's airborne and then magnified by all the electricity at a rate and a level that's actually, I mean, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic in saying this. I'm really not. Our job as an organism on the planet right now is can we get the toxins out faster than they are throwing them at us? And I, Kelly Kennedy, have lived this lifestyle for 26 years, and I have worked my lymph more in the last three years than I've had to work in 15 because the onslaught against us, and I live a very clean lifestyle and have for two plus decades. So I have a lot of room in my rainbow. But when I'm around 500 people at the airport, dose makes the poison. And my lymph system has to deal with that. And I am super responsive in my body. I, I'm very aware and very attached. Like I'm in my body all the time. And I know how my body feels. And I can guarantee you this is not anything like my menstruation from two weeks ago. This feels completely different. So interesting. What about, about thyroid issues too? When I think about if people can't, if they're glymphatic, right? We haven't talked about that, the lymph in the brain, and then we've got all this dental stuff, sinus yuckiness. If you can't drain, could the thyroid, is that, could that be part of the problem? Why all these people have thyroid nodules and stuff like this? They just, they can't get the lymph out. So they get clogged, right? And think about all the, I said, you have 20% of your lymph in right. your neck. And so a lot, like there's three shelves in the body where, where the toxins lay down, the jaw, the breast, and the pelvis, right? But if we have 20% in our neck, and most of people have toxicity in their mouth, right? The average American has nine silver amalgam fillings. If it's in their mouth, location, 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 not to mention, even if you don't have silver fillings, forget about those, but you're eating food and you're breathing in air through the oral cavity. It has to come in the body through the oral cavity and through the nasal cavity. It's going to come in the head. The glymphatics is the, I mean, this is crazy. Oh, we have malt, galt, and glymphatics. Okay, you want to know what it stands for? 
mucosa-aligned lymphatic tissue, gall-aligned lymphatic tissue, associated lymphatic tissue, and glymphatics because we have glial cells in our brain that somebody identified as glial cells. So now we have glymphatics, lymph only in the, in the brain. Okay, let me just tell you something. I've been working in the lymph system for 30 years. Nobody told the lymph that it's called different in the brain versus the gut versus the mucosa. It's one working lymphatic system that your filter that doesn't have a pump that you need to pump and you need to unclog and you need to pull out the, the, the clog by opening these, these termini and these tonsils by manually stimulating them or using a, a flow vibe, which is a handheld that is, it's a biosonic assessment that or tool that vibrates and assists the lymphatic flow. And yeah, if all of a sudden our body's got all this stuff up in our head and it can't drain out, it's going to sit in our tissues here. It's going to be stuck in all these tissues here. And then yes, that's going to affect our thyroid. I appreciate you bringing that up so much because here's my point. I want everyone. I don't care. I care about every one of you, but I don't care where you come from. Meaning I don't care if you are a Nobel Peace Prize winning medical doctor that came up with vitamin C molecule, which is my favorite molecule. If you're that person or you are chronically ill and bedridden and everyone in the middle, please hear me say this. I would love for you to entertain this idea. Reframe everything you've ever thought you know. Wipe it out and start over and go, I have a symptom. I need to drain my lymph. I don't care what the symptom is. I have a full rain barrel, so I need to go drain my rain barrel. Then if I keep having a symptom, because every time I'm exposed to perfume, I'm going to stop being dumb and expose myself to the perfume. I'm going to start to be smart instead of dumb. And I'm going to start to realize that when my lymph system is, when my system is giving me signals and signs of illness, that's my signpost to say, stop doing this. And then I'm going to drain my rain barrel. And then I'm going to reintroduce it and see if my body still can, if can it tolerate it now? If it can, and it's supposed to be good for me, then that's good. But here's what happens. I ate an orange and now I had all these symptoms. I must be allergic to orange. No. Maybe your body was trying to get rid of something when it got the vitamin C from the orange. And now you think that you're allergic to orange when really you created a rash because your body finally had some antioxidants to get rid of some toxicant. But because you were so clogged, you got an armpit rash. So you're not allergic to an orange. You have a stuck clogged lymph that your body was psyched to have some antioxidants. It's a whole reframe of how to really look at the body and understand what's going on. Because here's the point. Your body has never, ever made a mistake. It has always shown up for you. And it is one in a million. It made it here. And it is awesome. And it has this innate wisdom inside of it that's going to allow you to heal. You have to just get out of the way. And you got to make sure that all the blockades to healing are addressed. And then you got to upregulate the system and you got to drain your filters. Just like brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth with Revitin twice a day. You pump your lymph nodes twice a day. And you dry brush once. And then once a week you treat your scars. When? For the rest of your life. As long as you want to be healthy. How often do you have to brush your teeth? Oh, do you get to a point where you get done brushing teeth? Never. No. <laughs> Are you ever going to get done brushing, moving your lymph? Not until we stop being dumb and having all this airborne crap and unconsciousness happening where we don't realize that we're an organism on this planet. 
and that we have to live within the ecosystem that's nature because we are nature. And we have to live within that system and align with that system. We have to breathe in fresh, clean air. If we put rats in houses, gave them fake air, fake light, and fake food, and discommunicated them from everybody else and put masks over their faces, they'd be dead in, I would guess, probably a few weeks, but let's just even say a few months. We are organisms that are here to connect with first ourselves and then with each other. So when the doctor, when the doctor tells you everything looks fine, your tests are normal, you must trust your instincts. I say this to my patient all the time. When they come in, have a problem, and I can't see anything clinically, my first question is, what do you think is wrong? Right? Because you are the only person who knows your body the way you know it. And as doctor, it doesn't matter. We could have a million letters after your name and all these credentials, but we are not in your body. And so that is the problem with medicine today. We have become, just like Kelly said, disconnected from our own bodies. And our whole magnetic fields are crazy. They're a mess. I use the NESS bioenergetic system and probably... 50, if not more percent of the time, people's big field aligners are off because of the modern world and all of the crazy you know, Wi-Fi and all that radio. We're so out of touch with mother nature. We're walk, we're in shoes, we're indoors all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good, but you know, this is what's really important. I really love what you're saying because patients come to me all the time and I have this diagnosis. I, I don't care what your diagnosis is. I, I don't care. It is this bucket that is full. It is this terrain that is totally out of balance. So that's what we need to focus. And again, Kelly, you'll be able to look on her link in this simple, just like she said, I love what you said. You have to brush your, you know, if you want to keep your teeth, right? You brush them twice a day. If you want to keep your body feeling good and feeling healthy, simple five minutes, right? You know, part of your shower routine. It's a five minute routine. You don't need any tools. You can use tools, but you don't need any tools. I teach you how to do it on your hands. And I just want to say one more thing, which is you can't live without a lymph system for one second. You can live without air for up to three to five minutes, but you cannot live without a lymph system. And with that, fabulous. (laughs) So, um, so Kelly, tell us how we can find all this great information. What is your website? So they're going to go to thetruewellnesscenter.com. And then up in the learn tab, actually, I think when you sign up, it's like, hey, do you want to sign up for email? Yes, I want your email. And here's what I want it for. I send out flow tips once a week so that you get educated about fascia, lymph, oxygen, water, and energy. Very practical tips of how to improve that. But also with that, you'll also receive a PDF, which is going to teach you the steps of how to pump your own lymph nodes. It's the 10 basic areas in the body that are easy to access and that are simplified version than what you would experience in a clinical setting, like at Dr. Rachel's or at the True Wellness Center. But it's awesome to be able to start a great place with and to maintain aftercare. And then in addition to that, there's a video that's free under the Learn tab where you get to watch me do the routine. So what I recommend is you have the PDF in front of you, you watch the video, you mark up the PDF, and you do that five to six times until it becomes a known. I don't want to say habit because you want to be conscious about what you're doing, but a no. Okay. I get the sequence. I understand how the body drains. I want you to see that visual visibly. 
And then you'll know how that works. Once you know how that works, now you've got a great tool. Oh, the kids have got some symptom. They're at the grocery store and all of a sudden they're having some kind of weird thing. Oh, let's pump your lymph and see if it helps you. Oh, well, watch. Oh, I, like the amount of times I do. I mean, I'm literally in the airport stuck for nine hours. I think I did lymph on seven people for 20 minutes. I have four new clients from it. But it was like couples and families and stuff. And everybody was like, wow, I feel so relaxed. Oh, I feel so drained. I mean, these are people that I've never met before in my life. And they instantly started to notice it because they had puffiness up here above their clavicle bones. Or they had puffiness under their armpits that I noticed. Or they had puffiness at their ankles that I noticed. And I was like, oh, that's a sign of lymphatic stagnancy. And you don't have to have lymphedema to have lymphatic stagnancy. That's the problem. People in this country go, oh, if I don't have lymphedema, then I don't have a lymph problem wrong. Everyone has a lymph problem, even Kelly Kennedy, because I live in a toxic soup. So I've got to work my lymph and I've been living this for 26 years. What are you doing? That's my question. And I want every one of you to be empowered to know that you have the power to do this with your fingers right here. It's right at your fingertips, literally. And then as you start to do that, just do me one solid favor. I love to hear how you're doing. So you can email me from the website. You can also listen to my podcast called The Beats with Kelly Kennedy, although I think we're going to change the name to The Flow Show. So look for that change name. Um, but you can find that on YouTube and you know, all the places you listen to podcasts. And then, uh, I don't know, I have a summit coming up, the Fascia Summit uh, in November. And we're going to teach everybody about Fascia at the end of October. I think that's the way it's defined. Fantastic. As always, it's been a pleasure having this conversation. I think we've given people a lot to think about. Um, and just so you know, those of you who are local to me, we do have that flow prezzo. We do, you know, scar therapy. That is one of the most profound therapies I have ever done in my life. I mean, I'm not often treating TMJ with with any uh, appliance because we've so much is that lymph congestion, the fascia tightness and between the craniofascial sacral training, the procaine with the tromiel. I love that stuff. And the, the lymph draining one. I, I mean, it's life-changing. It really is for people who have chronic yes. pain to then like within 24 hours to feel amazing. I, I have so many great stories, lots of great stuff. Please check out Kelly. She is a plethora of knowledge and I love her to death because she is always learning like me. Good I love buddy. you too. I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast and educating people. One, we need more bioregulatory dentists, but we definitely need more divine <laughs> bioregulatory dentists. So, and, and you're much more than a bioregulatory biological dentist. You are truly a physician of the mouth and I appreciate you and your work and this opportunity to speak to your community. Well, thank you. thank you for taking time out of your vacation. I really appreciate that. I'm so grateful. So have a fabulous rest of your day. And everybody, thanks so much. We'll see you on the next episode.